Chapter 7 of Jewish Fairy Tales and Fables by Aunt Naomi. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Noel Padrian. The King, the Queen, and the Bee. On a bright summer's day, when the sun beat down fiercely upon the heads of the people, King Solomon sought the shade of one of his favourite gardens. But even where the foliage on the trees was so thick that it seemed the sun rays could not penetrate, it was also hot. Not a breath of air was there to fan the monarch's cheek, and he lay down on the thick grass and gazed through the branches of the trees at the blue sky. This great heat makes me weary, said the king, and in a few minutes he had quietly fallen into a deep sleep. All was still in the beautiful garden, except for the sound of a few hummingbirds, the twittering of the moths whose many-coloured wings looked more beautiful than ever in the bright sunshine, and the buzzing of the bees. But even these sounds grew still as the fierce rays from the sky grew hotter, until all nature seemed hushed to rest. Only one tiny bee was left moving in the garden. It flew steadily from flower to flower, sipping the honey, until at length it began to feel overcome by the heat. Oh dear, I wonder what is the matter with me, buzzed the little bee. This is the first time I have come out of the hive, and I do feel queer. I hope I am not going to faint. The little bee felt giddy, and after flying round and round dizzily for a few minutes, it fell and dropped right on to King Solomon's nose. Immediately the king awoke with such a start that the little bee was frightened almost out of its wits and flew straight back to the hive. King Solomon sat up and looked round to see what it was that had wakened him so rudely. He felt a strange pain at the tip of his nose. He rubbed it with his royal forefinger, but the pain increased. Attendants came rushing towards him and asked him what was the matter. I must have been stung on the nose by a bee, said the king angrily. Send for the Lord High Physician and the Keeper of the Court Plaster immediately. I cannot have a blister on the tip of my nose. Tomorrow I am to be visited by the Queen of Sheba, and it will not do to have a swollen nose tied up in a sling. The Lord High Physician came with his many assistants, each carrying a box of ointment or lint, or some other preparation which might be required. King Solomon's nose, and especially the tip of it, was examined most carefully through a microscope. It is almost nothing, said the Lord High Physician reassuringly. It is just a tiny sting from a very little bee, which did not leave its sting in the wound. It will be healed in an hour or two, and the Queen of Sheba will not be able to notice that anything at all is the matter tomorrow. But meanwhile, it smarts, said King Solomon. I am seriously annoyed with the little bee. How dare it sting me, King Solomon? 
monarch of all living things on earth, in the air and in the waters, knows it not that I am its royal master to whom all homage and respect is due? The pain soon ceased, but his majesty did not like the smell of the greasy ointment which was put on his nose, and he determined that the bee should be brought before him for trial. Place the impudent little bee under arrest at once, he commanded, and bring it before me so that I may hear what it has to say. But I know it not, returned the Lord High Chamberlain, to whom the command was given. Then summon the Queen Bee before me in an hour, and bid her bring the culprit, answered the monarch. Tell her that I shall hold all the bees guilty until the saucy little offender is produced before me. The order was carried to the hive by one of the butterflies in attendance on the king, and spread consternation among the bees. Such a buzzing there was that the butterfly said, Stop making that noise. If the king hears you, it will only make matters worse. The queen bee promised to obey King Solomon's command, and in an hour she made her appearance in state before the great throne. Slowly and with much pomp, the queen bee made her way to King Solomon. She was the largest of the bees, and was escorted by a bodyguard of twelve female bees who cleared the way before her, walking backwards and bowing constantly with their faces to her. King Solomon was surrounded by all his court, which included living beings, fairies, demons, spirits, goblins, animals, birds and insects. All raised their voices in a loud hurrah when His Majesty took his seat on the throne and a very strange noise the court made. The lions roared, the serpents hissed, the birds chirped, the fairies sang, and the demons howled. The goblins that had no voices could only grin. Silence, cried a herald. The queen bee is requested to stand forth. Still attended by her twelve guards, the queen bee approached the foot of the throne, and made obeisance to King Solomon. I, thy slave, the Queen Bee, she buzzed, am here at thy bidding, mighty ruler, great and wise. Command, and thou shalt be obeyed. It is well, replied Solomon. Hast thou brought with thee the culprit, the bee that did dare to attack my nose with its sting? I have, your majesty, answered the queen bee. It is a young bee that this day did leave the hive for the first time. It has confessed to me. It did not attack your majesty willfully, but by accident, owing to giddiness caused by the heat. And it could not have injured your majesty seriously, because it left not its sting in the wound. Be merciful, gracious king. Fear not my judgment, said the king. Bid the bee stand forth. Tremblingly, the little bee stood at the foot of the throne and bowed three times to King Solomon. Knowest thou not, said the king, that I am thy royal master, whose person must be held sacred by all living things? 
Yes, gracious majesty, buzzed the bee. Thy slave is aware of this. It was but an accident, and it is the nature of thy slave, the bee, who is in duty bound to obey thy laws, to thrust forth its sting whenever in danger. I thought I was in danger when I fell. So was I, for I was beneath you, returned King Solomon. Punish me not, pleaded the bee. I am but one of your majesty's smallest and humblest slaves. But even I may be of service to your majesty some day. These words from the little bee made the whole court laugh. Even the goblins, which could not speak, grinned from ear to ear and rolled their big eyes. Silence, commanded the king sternly. There is naught to laugh at in the bee's answer. It pleases me well. Go, thou art free. Some day I may need thee. The little bee bowed its head three times before the king and flew away, buzzing happily. Next day it kept quite close to the palace. I want to see the procession when the Queen of Sheba arrives, it said, and I also must be near the king in case his majesty may want me. In great state, the beautiful Queen of Sheba, followed by hundreds of handsomely robed attendants, approached King Solomon, who was seated on his throne, surrounded by all his court. Great and mighty King of Israel, she said, curtsying low, I have heard of thy great wisdom, and would fain put it to the test. Hitherto all questions put to thee hast thou answered without difficulty. But I have sworn to puzzle thy wondrous wisdom with my woman's wit. Be heedful. Beauteous Queen of Sheba, returned King Solomon, rising and bowing in return to her curtsy. Thou art as witty as thou art fair. And if thou art successful in puzzling me, thy triumph shall be duly rewarded. I will load thee with rich presents and proclaim thy wit and wisdom to the whole world. I accept thy challenge, replied the queen, and at once. Behind her majesty stood two beautiful girl attendants, each holding a bouquet of flowers. The queen of Sheba took the flowers, and holding a bouquet in each hand, said to King Solomon, Tell me, thou who art the wisest man on earth, which of these bunches of flowers is real, and which is artificial? They are both beautiful, and their fragrance delicious in the extreme, replied King Solomon. Ah, said the queen, but only one bunch has fragrance. Which is it? King Solomon looked at the flowers. Both bunches looked exactly alike. From where he sat, it was impossible to detect any difference. He did not answer at once, and he knit his brows as if perplexed. The courtiers also looked troubled. Never before had they seen the king hesitate. Is it impossible for your majesty to answer the question? the queen asked. Solomon shook his head and smiled. Never yet has a problem baffled me, he said. Your majesty shall be answered, 
and correctly. And at once, said the Queen of Sheba imperiously. So be it, answered King Solomon, gazing thoughtfully round and raising his magic scepter. Immediately he heard what no one else did, the faint buzzing of the tiny wings of the little bee which had settled on one of the window panes of the palace. Bid that window be opened, he commanded, pointing to it with his scepter, and let the bee enter to obey my wish. The window was promptly opened, and in flew the little bee. Straight towards the Queen of Sheba it flew, and now its buzzing could be heard by all the courtiers, who eagerly watched its flight through the air. Without any hesitation it settled on the bouquet in the Queen's left hand. Thou hast my answer, fair Queen of Sheba, said King Solomon, rising, given to thee by one of the tiniest of my subjects. It has settled on the flowers that are natural. The bouquet in your right hand is made by human hands. The whole court applauded the monarch's wisdom in bidding the little bee help him out of his difficulty. Your majesty is indeed the wisest man on earth, said the queen. Thanks, my little friend, said the king to the bee, and it flew away, buzzing merrily. End of chapter 7